Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Welcome to this episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. On today's episode, we're very excited to be talking to Faye Reynolds-Shaw. Faye's background includes 10 years in sales and marketing, the last six of which is with Zywave, a name many of you will know well. Faye is currently the UK manager at Zywave, and today we're talking all things marketing and strategy. Hello, Faye. Thank you ever so much for joining us on the Insurance Brokers podcast. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. It's fabulous to be chatting. I know we've just chatted off air a little bit, and I'm sure... 99.9% of the industry know exactly who you are and what you do because your uh, marketing is is incredible. Um, Would you give us an overview of of you, your background, Zywave? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'll start with Zywave. So Zywave, we have been operating in the UK insurance space for around eight years now. We currently work with around 130 commercial brokers from sole traders, ARs, right up to some of the bigger names, consolidators, and so on. What I'd say all of our customers have in common is that they're looking for ways to expand the conversation beyond insurance and onto wider business support topics that are going to be interesting and relevant and attention grabbing for that insurance decision maker, no matter what time of year it is. So that philosophy impacts on the growth in terms of sales. It impacts on the value brought to customers and retention. And we're also very heavily invested in improving efficiencies within brokerages. So you can put us kind of in the customer facing side of the brokerage. And the way that all of this added value that we're passionate about is delivered is through content. So we produce a massive amount of content that our brokers can use to help them stand out from the crowd and to help them have an impact on their clients' bottom line. So whether that be videos, infographics, educational articles, heavy guides. We produce um, a lot that they can use with their customers, again, just to help them retain and build 10-foot concrete walls around those, you know, that top 20% of their book to make sure that when a, a competing broker comes in and is hungry for new business, as will be the case more now than ever, that customer's not going anywhere. We also, from a software side of things, so our proposition is delivered through a content management, content marketing platform designed specifically for the insurance broker sector uh, so that they can easily access everything that they need very uh, efficiently. Email marketing is part of it as well. So automating the delivery of this value to clients and prospects and then also client portals. So a bit of a safety net to make sure that all of the customers are getting the highest value of resource that's available. So we produce a lot of this stuff. We also give the brokers a platform they can upload their own useful content into. And because at the bottom line at the end of the day is that, you know, a commercial insurance client, they're going to be buying their insurance anyway. For the broker, it's about getting them to buy it from them. So that's the kind of the proposition that we bring to the market. My background, so I've been with Zywave for pretty much the entirety that we've been operating in the UK. 
However, interestingly enough, my background is not insurance. <laughs> so <laughs> whilst I've been with Cywave for coming up to eight years now, this is the only role I've had in insurance. Predominantly, my background is more sales. So I've come through event sales. I've done telesales when I was back at university. I've done sales in hotels, all different types of stuff. And I think actually for me, one of the value that I can bring and that I do bring, I think, is that I've got a bit of an outside perspective on sales process, solution selling. And I think there's a huge amount of opportunity within insurance brokerages to make little tweaks to up the game um, and to have some fresh perspective on that so yeah I couldn't agree more with you I couldn't agree with more with you and you've said a couple of things that that I feel quite strongly about from from my perspective and I was interested that you mentioned the top 20% of client base because you just think logically that's an incredible place to start it's one of the things I do with my client is client profiling current client profiling to move that into a prospect target and to develop who that is and it always starts with the top 20% so it's interesting that you guys do that as well because actually within the insurance industry there's not that many people I've spoken to that are already doing that true yeah I completely agree yeah it's incredible I also don't have a background in insurance uh but I think what we do is fairly similar in terms of, in fact, we should talk about collaborations because I'm sure there's an awful lot we could support each other with. I'm yeah. interested in your, we were talking offline, your top-down philosophy. So, so one of the things we do is process inefficiencies to make sure that that strategic development from the top is pulled through and implemented in a way that is measurable and objective. I know you guys do similar as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the relationships that we have with brokers, more often than not, it will start from the top. So we will connect and I will connect with the CEO, the managing director. It's the visionary, the individual that understands the importance of, you know, continually putting credit in the bank with clients and prospects throughout the year so that when they go and ask for a renewal, the client isn't going to turn around and say, well, you only speak to me, you know, when you want money out of me. So our initial engagement is always with the top of the business and we want to make sure that we are aligned with their plans in terms of, you know, whether they want to grow their book in a certain sector, whether they feel their retention could be better, whether they feel they're leaving a lot of money on the table because they're not cross-selling efficiently and they're not ensuring that they're having the conversations about all the different covers. So, you know, we can make a lot of recommendations on ways in which to improve that, but then absolutely it's about making sure that the people on the ground are then able to easily execute on it. So for us, a lot of that side of things is achieved through software. So our platform broker briefcase, it has four and a half thousand pieces of content in it that an account exec can make use of to add more value in their customer conversations. And we build a lot of functionality into that now, which relates to artificial intelligence and machine learning. So that if I'm an account exec, and I'm speaking to a manufacturer, I can log into the platform and it's going to say to me, oh, you're, you like manufacturing, you know, why not share with your manufacturer this manufacturing health and safety manual, this article about reopening your manufacturing plant after COVID, this cyber article for manufacturers. So it's helping join the dots between the account exec out on the road 
the value that a customer would potentially appreciate and the vision on the on the top of, at the top of the business but something we're also continually encouraging CEOs and and the senior leadership teams within brokerages to think about is that from a sales point of view the training and the encouragement of staff to their game has to be continuous you can't just put a group of account execs into a solution sell a solution selling session training session and then expect that four months down the line they're going to be delivering on everything that they were taught to do has to be continual so I'm always encouraging brokers as well you know if they have you know a monthly team meeting they have a sales agenda on that on that item you know what's been working well with our customers you know what did you do John to win that big client that you know hundred thousand pound premium client last week encouraging a culture of sharing of best practice is a big one as well. So yeah, we we would definitely encourage that technology is used to continually deliver high value resources to account execs so that they're pushing them out to customers. But also there is an open dialogue amongst the teams and people aren't forgetting about, you know, the power of the resources they have in their hands. I think something else that we do, and I'm sure you guys do as well, is within that that broader range of things is the tools to measure. Because yeah. when you go to that meeting and you've got sales on the agenda, it needs to be objective, not subjective. Yeah. So what can you show me that you have completed over the week or that we've worked on together that gives an objective analysis of how many new clients you've seen, how many you've won, how many you've lost, why you've won them, why you've lost them, what renewals you've got. And also what incredibly important we've been working quite a lot on this lately is, can you tell me what your projected income through renewals is over the next six weeks? Yeah. Because actually, there's there's very, very effective, efficient processes you can do that give you that analysis rather than getting to the end of July and going, right, what were June's figures? It's just a slightly different way of of managing a, a renewals process. And like you say, talking to the visionary at the top end who wants this but just supporting that process to filter through Mm. and like you say it's not a a, here you go off you know wind you up off you go it's a a process over six 12 months where you start to develop these practices and habits and in quite an encouraging way we've had a lot of a lot of success around that and it you know I'd love to have an offline conversation with you because I'm sure that I could learn lots from from you guys and and you know, share things. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think to that point as well, Sarah, you know, the the continual review and pivoting as well as to what the process is and how it's working is really important. And one of the things that I'll often talk to the CEOs we work with about is that, and as you understand, you know, change is challenging to adjust the way that they sell or to adjust the way that they do renewals so that they can transform their business. There will be an element of pain involved in that. You know, there will be mistakes that are made and people may not like it initially, but continually going back in with that message and and keeping everybody in the business aligned with the vision is really important. And I think acknowledging that there may be some pain at the front end to make these adjustments, but actually, if you don't transform the way that you operate especially right now when we're seeing so many challenges in the sector you know when the market's hardening customers are going to start shopping around more than ever they will be very hungry perhaps some even startup brokerages out there that are going to be going hard after new business 
if brokerages don't change and adapt what they do, then they're going to be looking at the pain of experiencing regret further down the line and thinking, I wish we had kind of knuckled down and, and pushed harder to up our game. So it's also thinking about the idea that if you don't do it, then you may be, you know, 12 months down the line, you may be sorry that you haven't. I, I totally agree. I think what COVID has done is actually quite incredible in some ways. Obviously, the whole global pandemic is horrific. But if you're looking for silver linings, it seems to have pushed this corporate philosophy into a, there's no work life, it's all the same. And we're all people and we're all individuals. And technology is key. The way we are going, technology is absolutely critical to the to the dissemination of information, to the efficiency of process, and therefore to bottom line profits. Yeah. I think the insurance sector, along with financial services in a wider perspective, have really moved forward leaps and bounds just through COVID yeah. on, on that front, which is actually incredible for, you know, for our sector, for marketing, because content marketing through technology, when it's done in a, an effective and efficient way, yeah. It reaches the right people at the right time rather than a scattergun approach of, does anybody want me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. And I think I think now when it's so much more difficult to see our customers in person, you've got to make sure that the content that you're putting out there digitally or whatever means that you're using is the best that it can be because personal relationships are more challenging to foster right now and may continue to do so in the future. There's a survey that we talk to brokers about at the moment. It's called the Global Work From Home Survey. It started pre-COVID and they were surveying people all around the world about preference in terms of work from home. Uh, And what they found was that of those surveyed, 33% said they preferred to work from home. During COVID, they ran the survey again, and 77% said they had a work-from-home preference. So even when I'm speaking with brokers and they are planning to go back into their offices and, you know, feel that there may be some relevant or or some some kind of normalcy coming back, you've still got to think about your customers and your prospects may not ever go back to an office. So from a content marketing point of view, you may not be seeing them in person as much as you were. What you put out there has to be excellent. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting time, I think, like you say, for marketing and for the industry as a whole. I probably would not like to be in commercial property right now, though. <laughs> no, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's going to be Although, interesting to see what happens with all those office blocks. Oh, incredible, isn't it? I was talking to... Um, not sure if I'm going to remember the conversation right, so I'm not going to say who I was talking to. I was talking to one of the CEOs of the big consolidators who was saying that actually they're planning to reduce their office space and have sort of social hubs with a primary working from home ethos, which yeah. which is incredible. And um, my business is, again, I won't say too much, but we're going to be launching something very soon that I'm very excited about. But it has has actually worked the other way for me. So we've just put a deposit down on an office. Okay. Uh, so we'll be moving into an office okay. out of uh, the home office. Yeah. Um, I said to my um, colleague, it has not escaped me that the entire world is going from home and, and we're going into an office. But um, I think it's interesting. I think, yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I'd love to see what's going to happen over the next 12 24 months in in this sector yeah 
Definitely. I think there's going to be some, I think there's going to be some interesting growth stories coming. I mean, we're seeing, so we've had a few startup brokerages actually that have joined us during lockdown. These are scenarios where you've got an account exec who's perhaps perhaps left one of the bigger consolidators, has been working their way up, the business has changed, they've decided that they're going to go and do their own thing. And we've had a few that have joined us during lockdown and actually we're seeing what they're doing on social media to put their name out, to grow their relationships. And they're doing very well in terms because they've got kind of a, a very growth minded uh, or growth orientated mindset. And I think the interesting thing with the small businesses, it's the analogy, isn't it, of, the, of turning the big ship versus turning the little the little dinghy. You know, the little dinghies, I think, will have got a, a big opportunity uh, over the next few months. It's funny you say that because in the last since lockdown, probably since beginning of April, we've had quite a lot of input from, I'm going to do it. I'm going, I'm going off on my own. How do I start the setup before I I jump ship? And we've had four or five of those. It's really interesting. Yeah, Um, definitely. But I do, I do think the world is, or the Western world particularly, is moving towards a really entrepreneurial mindset, Mm -hmm. small business, quick turnaround, maximum process that's automated therefore less people pirate it's moving that way and I think yeah. it's I think it's exciting yes yeah I, I agree completely technology is, plays a massive part in that because it means that the tiny broker can to a certain extent achieve you know the same thing that a big broker can achieve with a big marketing team or a you know big sales team it's 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 making the process a million times more efficient for them so it really is yeah. it really is so what's next for you for Zywave what's your kind of trajectory over the next two three four five years yeah. So our one of our big focuses now is open integration. So our platform can be connected to other third party systems. So we're looking at lots of ways in which essentially, as I was saying at the beginning of this conversation, we can make it much easier or continue to make it easy to get the most powerful sales and marketing resources in the hands of the account exec at the time that they need them. So a lot on there from a kind of a, a technology point of view. How do you manage? So one of the things that we do and we do with with some of our clients is what you were saying earlier about automated content marketing through CRM systems, email campaigns, uh, generating that relationship that way. Mm -hmm. We've struggled to find a way to integrate with Actuaris particularly. How are you guys managing that? So conversations are ongoing. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely. Um, I mean, a lot of our yeah, a lot of our brokers uh, work with Actress, and they are great guys. I mean, it's an incredible, um, you know, it's an incredible product. But likewise, Actress don't deliver anything that we necessarily do, and and vice versa. So there is a huge amount of value, I think, for the two systems. So the integration, yeah. Definitely. I think so too. Um, we are both big software businesses. I mean, Zywave, we've 350, 400 employee business and um, there's a lot of moving parts on our side as there are an actress. So if I could click my fingers and it would happen right now, I would. <laughs> but yeah, the intention is is there and we're kind of looking at how it can that's, be done. That's excellent. I, I think that's really excellent because obviously Boston Tullis is not 350 employees. We are 
four last count um and it hasn't gone up so four <laughs> so uh it's good to know that there's that kind of integration conversation happening because yeah. um i think again for the insurance industry those type of integrations are absolutely critical yes. to being able to automate the content marketing processes in the most efficient way yeah so um yeah, absolutely. You know when you've got your integrations up and running. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. And I think the other thing to go back to your question that you were asking about what's what's coming for Zywave. So from a product point of view, historically we've been known as a content provider for the insurance sector. So marketing content predominantly. And then I think as time's gone on over the last few years, we've been delivering a lot of value and there's been a lot of impact made on the content being for the account exec. So a tool for them to dip into, to pull out a resource that's going to help them to get a foot in the door with a potential customer, to speed up their sales cycle, to win that piece of business, to drive a referral, to get a cross sale, those types of activities. So heavily moving into kind of the sales enablement side of things, But where we are now and where we will continue to invest in the future is that our product broker briefcase being a um, fully up and running content management platform. And content management is so important in the broker space, especially for those kind of medium to large brokerages. If you think about your consolidators in particular, you know, buying businesses all over the UK, they're going to be in situations where, you know, perhaps they've bought a business up in Glasgow and you've got Steve in Glasgow who's sitting there at his desk, spent three hours writing up a document about examples of um, cyber prosecutions when actually Jane down in Bristol has got a great resource that she wrote a year ago that she uses all the time. So content management, it's not just about having great content. It's about that content being easily accessible and findable for the account execs so that they're not wasting time rewriting content, reinventing the wheel, and they're giving themselves the best chance to have a really positive impact on the client and the prospect. So the way we are, the, the way we've repositioned what we do now and where we're going further in the future is that we are encouraging brokers to be uploading their own content into our platform as well. So that again, they're just going to have an even better experience from an efficiency point of view. Absolutely. One of the things that we work with people, with clients on is, is exactly that content management. What we tend to do is multi-purpose a lot of content in yeah. with our clients for their clients. So if you pick a so one of the things that we, we've done recently is in, again, construction, but it's taking the topic and then using it as efficiently as you can. So if you've got, um, much like we'll do with this podcast, actually, so we've got some interesting things we're talking around. And if you can take that and break it up into bite-sized chunks with slightly different message, yeah. but cumulatively is effective, and you can use blogs and vlogs and get content on your website through LinkedIn, through Twitter, through and multi-purpose that is another great way of being really efficient with it. And that's what one of the things that we work with, because what Boston Tullis kind of the proposition behind what we do is your content's got to be yours because you know your target. So we'll help you devise your content and then we will chop it up and make it into one piece into 15 pieces, which will take you through the month and that kind of stuff. And if you do that a few times, you've got quite a lot of content on there, which is valuable and 
you know, from you for your audience type of things. I think it's incredible what you guys are doing by, um, and I suppose it's having that big organization that you can pull in everybody's content to, you know, make a huge and presumably they can all white label it and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Incredible. because of the way that the software is designed, when we start working with a broker, they will send us things like their logo and they'll confirm website postal address all that stuff so that the content will brand to a certain extent to look like it's been produced internally and the the point you made as well Sarah about bite size that's so important because we know people don't have long attention spans and one of the things I think that when I'm speaking with a broker and we're talking about you know ways in which they can continually maintain relationships with clients and prospects throughout the year and they're not working with someone like yourselves or us they're trying to write their own content potentially and that's great because they have you know expertise but what will often happen is they'll spend you know two days writing a newsletter to send out that month and then they'll realize a couple of weeks later that they've got to do it again and they've got to do it again and again and again and again and it is the importance of having a continual stream of high value content and accepting the fact as as you'll know people will not read or engage with every single thing that you put out. So if you do spend, you know, a lot of time as a broker writing a fantastic article on something that you're really passionate about, you've got to also accept the fact that people may not read it. So you need to keep the value coming because I think there are a lot of marketing statistics out there. But the last one I read was that it takes seven attempts to share something useful, of sharing something useful with a decision maker to get their attention. Mm. So you've got to ensure that you can, you know, that you've got that much and you can keep and going. And that comes from what we've already talked about that comes back down to process and automation yeah. and efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. And automation doesn't have to be resharing other people's you know you see insurance age has posted this or um construction magazines but that's not automated and it's also not valuable but there are really really effective ways to multi-purpose and get content streams in a process automated ways out there and I think that's what I, I love about what I see you do on LinkedIn is because you're very active regularly and that yeah. is so incredibly important. And actually, once you've got the process, it's not that difficult to do. It's not. So, and no. there are loads of different ways of doing it. And you've got to find what works for you and your business. But just talking around that till you have that moment that go, that's my fit. That's where I want to be. Yeah. And I, I love it when you're talking to somebody and you see that light bulb moment of, yes. oh, I could do this. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And I'm encouraging brokers a lot at the moment and some will do it and some won't. But the video content that I do on LinkedIn, I'm encouraging them to try that because I I think, again, I mean, we, we can't get away from the pandemic situation, but it's it is the equivalent of being able to stand on a stage at a a networking event and, you know, talk for five minutes. You could pay thousands of pounds to do that at an event it's free to do it on LinkedIn. It'll cost you nothing. And what can you lose? Well, people worry, I think, that I might look silly or, you know, people might think I don't know what I'm talking about. That's not the case. That's rubbish. Generally, if you're putting yourself out there and you've got one useful idea to share in a short video, it's going to resonate with somebody. 
so I'm, I'm trying to encourage a lot of the brokers that we we work with to do more of that now and it's interesting I think there's some in some of the brokerages I see new business people that are starting to do it to get a foot in the door and uh, yeah it's just about kind of getting out of your comfort zone a little bit I think it is but I think that the point on the videos there are so many ways to do it yeah find a way that you're comfortable with yes and if you're not comfortable with doing a, a you know five minute clip in your car or or some so one of the things that we've encouraged people to do talk to your current clients yes have an interview with your current clients where you talk about business problems yeah and both of you use it because then it's a conversation yeah, uh, yeah. build that into a podcast build it yeah. Yeah, there's so much you can do and, and we encourage that quite strongly because it's it's easy video. It's so much easier to do this and have your face on LinkedIn. Yeah. You're just having a conversation with someone rather than, you know, it's just an easier way in, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or the other one that I've talked to brokers about that I think's worked well is if you fixed a problem for a, for a client, if they've had an issue and you've found a solution to that, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about the insurance product you sold them. You know, if you were able to help them with their business, then go on LinkedIn and talk about that idea for a few minutes. You know, do you have this problem? If so, this is one way that you could potentially solve it. And I think you can just start to build up it's this idea of your tribe, isn't it? You don't need to please everybody, but if you if that if your customer had a problem, you can probably be pretty certain that it's going to be a problem for other people out there too. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. the twenty first century is a fun place to be. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty is a bit of a whitewash. <laughs> Let's skip forward to twenty twenty one. Although, is it going to be any different? I don't know. No, who knows? Who knows where we'll be next year? I know. I had to wear a mask for the first time whenever we went shopping this weekend. And uh, one of the businesses we run is uh, we teach rugby to children. Okay. Um, So we've been, you know, that's been on hold since lockdown. And we go back on the 22nd of August on Saturdays. And we've got um, branded masks. With wow. the, it's, our company's <laughs> called Rugby Pup, so it's a giant yellow dog. So it's a blue yeah. mask with a giant yellow dog on the side, and I Brilliant. felt utterly ridiculous walking around go outdoors. But and I couldn't. It was it was horrible. Anyway, tangent yeah. there. Um, <laughs> so no, that's been. I really really enjoyed chatting to you, Faye, and I would love to do this again sometime. Yeah. Just, you know, see how life is going, your end, etc. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with from a Zywave perspective? Well, I think most brokerages probably have heard of us or know of us, but I'm always open to having conversations, sharing ideas, best practice. I think a lot of value myself and my team bring is that we must be speaking to at least 30 different MDs, CEOs every week, whether they are customers of ours or brokerages that are simply looking to learn a little bit more. So we're seeing a lot of trends that are happening in the marketplace. And regardless of whether or not a broker becomes our customer, which obviously we always love that to be the case, I'm actively encouraging brokers to focus on sharing value with their potential customers and we do the same as well so if ever anything we share piques your interest then you know we're always open for a a virtual cup of tea if you wanted to do that fabulous that's incredible and likewise from a boston tullis perspective and keep your eye out for exciting news that we'll be launching soon i'm intrigued can't wait me either (laughs) (laughs) anyway lovely chatting to you faye thank you very much great thanks sarah 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.